Thank you, Oscar. Appreciate it. That's great. That is great. Yeah, go ahead and have a seat. Youth group, if you're grades 6 through 12, you're dismissed. I have no one left to preach to almost. All right. That is a good problem to have. Yeah. Amen. Well, good morning again. Happy New Year again. You're like, we're over it. You already said it once, so we're done. <laughs> we're done. I don't even know I'm still here. <laughs> well, <clears throat> my name's Pastor Daniel. For those of you who don't know me, I know some of you are like, we know who you are. Dude, get on with it. But I don't want to assume everyone knows who I am. Um, I'm one of the guys on the team, and uh, Yes, I am the uh, uh, worship slash associate pastor, uh, which means, yes, that my job description is ever-evolving. Change is good, right? If you were here last week, change is good. Yes, I am married. Yes, I have three kids. Yes, they are all girls. Yes, the dog really is a girl, too. And yes, that makes me the only male in the household. If you were here a few weeks, if you weren't here a few weeks ago, I'm sorry, it's almost an inside joke at this point, but there was some talk. Uh, none of that was made up. It's all real. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was a, a Christmas miracle joke about uh, us having another kid. So I just want to set the record straight and say, yes, my wife is not pregnant. And yes, we are not having another kid. <laughs> How many of you want me to stop saying yes? <laughs> All right, how about a game? Okay, yeah. want to play a game? I just made it up. It's called Did You Know? <laughs> I made it up, I think. I don't know, probably not. You can, uh, you can participate. You can raise your hand if you want, or you can just, you know, keep score uh, on a piece of paper or on your phone. It's okay to close Amazon shopping. The sale will be there, okay? Did you know? that we have a Facebook page? Yeah. yeah, okay. Did you know that we have a YouTube page? Yeah. Oh, not as many. So for those of you who don't like Facebook or aren't on Facebook, I commend you. I wish I was there with you. <laughs> I have to have one to uh, run the church's page, and so I have to have my own personal Facebook or it would be gone. But we have a YouTube page, so if you don't like uh, Facebook or aren't on Facebook but still want to watch online, uh, you can check that out. Um, we can't have a unique, I can't tell you to just go to uh, youtube.com slash bridgechurch or anything like that because we don't have enough subscribers. <laughs> they don't let you have your own custom name until you have like a billion followers. So uh, bridgechurchidaho.com, you can find all that stuff on our website. But did you know that we have a podcast as well. Yes. Oh, only the people in first service are saying that because <laughs> they've heard this before. I like listening to podcasts while I drive. I have a fairly short commute. Some of you have a longer commute out into the desert, uh, the Idaho Area 51, as I call it. It'd be a great time to listen to podcasts. We have a podcast on pretty much any platform you'd prefer, uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, I hope I'm getting sponsorship money for saying these names. Speaking of Spotify, did you know that you can find any song we do on a Sunday morning on our Spotify playlist? Oh, you see, sometimes uh, 
well, not sometimes, it happens every time, CCLI copyright. The song name appears in little print, sometimes you can't even see it. Uh, oh, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> sometimes they get cut off. That one you can see. Uh, and so maybe you missed it. Maybe you were worshiping and, and didn't catch the name of a song. By all means, come talk to me and ask me. I'd love to help you. But we also have a Spotify playlist with all the songs that we do uh, up here. And so you can, you can go check that out if you need more worship songs. Did you know? <laughs> maybe I added one from first service. You don't know. You don't know. Did you know that we have various support groups that meet throughout the week? Has anyone ever driven by this place on a Monday or Tuesday night? The parking lot is full. It's awesome. People are getting help. We also have a support group that meets on Wednesday afternoons, too. Did you know? Now, this is a fairly new one, so if you didn't know, don't feel bad. But did you know that Royal Rangers is here? Daniel McCowan is helping get Royal Rangers Troop Outpost 60 off the ground right here at this church, and it's for boys. They've actually already expanded their age uh, group. They're doing now K through 8 uh, right here at the Bridge Church, because how many of you know that it's important uh, to have godly leaders in your lives and godly men? Now, this one's a little bit of a secret, okay? So, did you know I got to brag on them because I'm the worship pastor. Did you know the worship team meets for devotion time before every practice, both during the week and Sunday mornings? The worship team knew. <laughs> I feel it's important that we keep our focus on God in our worship, and what better way to start our practices than diving into God's Word? Because if you talk to any individual up here who is on the worship team or you've seen on the worship team, you know that it's not about them. And we call them practice, but really it's just an extra worship service for us with extra long breaks. Okay, here's a really easy one, okay? Somebody may not have heard of this, but I probably already gave it away by saying it's easy. How many of you know we have a food ministry called Pallets of Love? Okay, maybe some of you haven't. All right, awesome. So Pallets of Love... <laughs> We get semi-truck loads of, of food, of candy, of water, of potatoes, of milk, whatever, whatever they're donating, and they get delivered to the church, and we unload them uh, here either in the parking lot or sometimes we bring them into the sanctuary here. And then we go live on Facebook. Sorry if you're not on Facebook. Again, wish I was with you, but... We go live on Facebook so that we, people from miles, um, if you ever look, we have thousands of people <laughs> on our Facebook page, uh, which is pretty awesome. And so Pallets of Love, you know, it's usually gone in like an hour or two. Uh, it's pretty amazing, except that milk one, that one went for a while. <laughs> Did you know that we have life groups? Some people call them small groups. We didn't want to call them small groups because we didn't want to limit the size and we want to do life together. But the, the life groups are going to start up in the spring again. And life groups, uh, they're all a little different. Some of them uh, go through a book together, study a book together. Uh, some of them might go through a DVD series. And I hear that some of them just get together and eat food. Yeah, I want to join that one. <laughs> You'll find out. Did you know 
that we have several ministries that do monthly events. So earlier I was talking about ice skating. Uh, the Bridge Church Youth Ministry, Young at Heart, which is a 55 and older group, uh, the Kids Ministry, Men's Ministry, Ladies Lunch, Ladies Coffee, and now Young Adults. <clears throat> a couple months ago, the youth group went axe throwing. Yikes. <laughs> I heard that they were safe and that absolute, absolutely no one got hurt. Praise God. <laughs> They've also gone to smash in therapy. I'm sensing a theme here. They want to, I didn't know what smash in therapy was. If someone doesn't know, apparently you go and you go in this room and you like, they give you a bat and you just break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know there was a business model for that, but now I do. <laughs> Pumpkin patch, ice skating, movie nights. How many of you want to be in the youth group now? Makes you wish you were grade 6 through 12 again. Young at Heart has done movie nights, bingo, lunches. Kids have gone roller skating, bowling. They've gone to iJump and Rigby Lake. Men's ministry has men's breakfast every third Saturday of the month at Dixie's Diner. I'm sorry to say it's been canceled this month. <laughs> That was like the biggest downer ever, right? <laughs> um, but if you haven't been one of those, you are missing out. Ladies' Lunch, uh, they have theirs at, at various restaurants throughout town. They mix it up. Us guys are boring. We like the same place. We know what we like. <laughs> same thing to eat. Did you know that we have weekly Bible studies? Men's Bible study is every Tuesday morning at 8. I realize that some people can't make that happen uh, because of work, uh, but it is a great time to just dive deeper into the Word. And uh, ladies' Bible study is on a break, but I hear that it will be back, so be looking for that. So, as you can see, we aren't busy around here at all. I wanted to put a laugh thing up there when I say stuff like that so that you guys know to laugh, like a laugh track. I had a gentleman uh, once ask me after service what I did for a living, and I, I told him, well, I'm the associate slash worship pastor here at the Bridge Church. And he said, well, I, I knew that, but I mean, like, what's your nine to five? Like, what do you do 40 hours a week? And I was like, well, I work here. And he looked at me kind of puzzled, and he was like, oh, I thought this was just like a Sunday gig. Now, some of you, if you were in my shoes, you might be offended at that, but honestly, I took it as a compliment. I thought, dude, if you think that all of this happens in one day, <laughs> you must think we're pretty awesome. So I'm just going to go with that. I'm telling you about all these ministries uh, to make you aware, but also perhaps uh, so that you might be able to find a place to get involved. You know, our church does all of these things for one reason and one purpose, and that's to bring glory to God. If it doesn't bring glory to God, I say, kill it. Whoa. Some of you might think that's a little extreme, but we don't want to ride a dead horse. And this isn't just applicable for the church. That's applicable to your life. If something's distracting you from God, causing you to stumble, remove it. Get it out of your life. But we have all these things in place and everything for a reason, whether that's to worship, to study, to learn, to fellowship. Um, but again, ultimately, it's to give glory to God. If we have a worship night, it is not so that the worship team can just play 
double the songs, <laughs> and get a tan from the spotlight. Okay, that's not the point of a worship night. The point is to worship God and to give glory to God. If we have a Bible study, it's to learn more about God and to fellowship with other believers, which ultimately brings glory to God. If the youth have an axe-throwing event, <laughs> it is for young people to fellowship with one another and to connect with a youth leader even outside of these church walls. It doesn't have to happen here all the time. It's great when it does, but they can connect with a youth leader, and yes, that does bring glory to God. We have all these in place to help you, to give you a choice. Turn to your neighbor and say, choice. Choice. We are trying to help you along in your relationship with Jesus by giving you choices, because ultimately it is up to you. The church can have the newest, coolest sound system, uh, the coolest beam projector to play games on. We can have groups and events and activities happening every day of the week. But it all means nothing if it doesn't bring glory to God. And it also doesn't mean anything if nobody chooses to come. See, we are just presenting you opportunities to deepen your faith, deepen your relationships, and deepen your love for God. But you must choose to do these things. I hear it all the time because I'm a pastor. People think, I got to go to the pastor to get a blessing. I have to go to a pastor to get a miracle. I have to go to a pastor to get healing. I have to go to a pastor to get salvation. None of those things are true, okay? I am more than happy to help you. I am more than happy to pray for you. You know, I'm not saying don't come talk to me. I'm just saying those things are not my power. That's God's, okay? <clears throat> but you have to choose. All right, so you're saying, wow, Pastor Daniel, that was the longest intro to a message ever. I decided to Google it this morning, and there's no world record for it, so I'm claiming it. But I did find just this morning that there is a record for the longest sermon. Do you guys want to hear how long that was? Not really. 31-year-old Pastor Zach Zender, I think, of Cross Church began his quest on Friday, November 7th, 2014, and by Sunday, he had preached for 53 hours and 18 minutes. You're welcome that I am not going to do that. <laughs> this uh, article, the author says, this is the author talking, not me. He says, I have to assume he has no deacons at Cross Church or they would have pulled the plug at an hour. <laughs> During the two-and-a-half-day marathon, Zender preached through 45 of his own sermons and displayed more than 600 PowerPoint slides. You're welcome, Lisa, Aaron. I'm don't, I don't do that to you. As he moved from Genesis to Revelation, highlighting the theme of divine faithfulness. That's pretty awesome. Personally, I'd say having a church put up with 53-hour message is a sparkling example of congregational faithfulness. <laughs> So I'm not breaking any records. But I hope you see what we as the Bridge Church are trying to do. And I'm not trying to build us up and say, look at us and all the things we're doing. I'm saying that when it's your choice, sometimes people don't know uh, what to do. And so I want to give you uh, just information, <laughs> really, uh, and opportunities uh, to fellowship and just 
uh, to learn more about God. Because I hear it all the time, especially as a pastor. I don't know why people tell us this. Of course, you're not going to get an answer you like from me. But when people tell me, and I'm not talking about people, uh, if you're here, you go to church. But people say, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. I mean, I, I believe in God. And I don't know why in my brain, I always instinctively, the very next question I ask when I hear that is, oh, okay, um, where do you go to church? And then, oh, I, I don't go to church. Well, why not? Honest question, why not? Now, answers vary from, you know, I would say the most common one is, well, I'm against organized religion which Pastor Jay touched on that last week, and you now know several ways to go listen to that. Uh, <laughs> so you should check that out. Um, but also to, you know, I just, uh, they don't know how. Um, they believe in God, but they don't, believe, don't know how to grow uh, in that relationship or how to connect with other believers. Fellowship is important, Okay. We have a Bible verse uh, in our house. We have a Bible verse on a, on a canvas. And it says, As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. It comes from Joshua, and it's at the end of a speech of his. Uh, and I want to put the whole thing up on the screen for you. Joshua 24, starting at verse 14, says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose, everybody say choose, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Choose whom you will serve. Do you want to serve other gods? The gods the ancestors served, the rules and the regulations of religion, the, the do and the do nots, the, the do good works and maybe someday I'll make it to heaven, the gods of serving myself, making myself number one. It's all about me. If I don't feel good, if, then I don't like it. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living. The government, the lawmakers, and the world powers. They'll take care of us. I hear people say, I'm going to cast my lot in with them because, you know, they, they actually care about people and their moral code of conduct most aligns with mine so, and my personal beliefs. So I'm going to serve them. No. No. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to choose God over rules. I'm going to choose God over government. I'm going to choose God over good works. I'm going to choose God over my personal messed up views, over what I think church and God and religion should be. I'm going to choose God. It's your choice. It's your choice. And I know I'm only scratching the surface uh, of this, and it's, if it's something uh, you want to go deeper on, I'd love to go get a cup of coffee. Uh, you know, by all means, I'm willing to go deeper, but for the sake of time, I just want to get my point, the point across that you have free will. You get to choose. God did not create you like a robot. 
In the Bible, King David, he was the second king of Israel. King David was one who made a lot of choices in his life. If anyone's ever read any story about him, <laughs> he has made a lot of choices in his life. Some of you may have not have read about him. Da king David, he had humble beginnings, and then he became a great king, arguably one of the best kings of Israel. He made mistakes along the way, but he also tried to do his best uh, to follow God and, and do God's will. And there's a point in David's life uh, where his son Absalom is attempting to overthrow him as king. Not really attempting, he kind of does declare himself king. People agree, okay, yes, you are now king. David flees. He runs away. He runs away from his kingdom. He runs away from his palace. Uh, he flees into the desert. He's far from home. He's not living comfortably. Idaho Falls is high desert. <laughs> Anyone been out to the sand dunes in a while? The desert is not somewhere I'd want to spend the night. Things are bad. Okay? They're not great. And in the middle of all this, with his enemies searching for him, trying to kill him, remember Absalom has declared himself king. Some of the people have agreed, okay, fine, you're king. David runs, but Absalom's like, I got to tie up loose ends. I got to go find David, my father, and I've got to kill him to make sure he doesn't come back and try and retake his throne, okay? He's still being searched for to be killed. And David writes this psalm. In Psalm 63, David is crying out to God and he says, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, and with singing lips my mouth will praise you. On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you, and your right hand upholds me. Wow. In the good times, it's easy to choose God. It's easy to give him praise and worship for all the wonderful things that he does in our lives. And he does wonderful things. But when you're down on the run, removed from your home, you've got family issues, <laughs> what have you. It's harder to say, God, I'm going to worship you despite the storm. But David cries out, God, your love is better than life. Your love is better than life. Everything this life has to offer me, because remember, it's all about me, right? You know I'm being sarcastic, right? <laughs> it's all about me and my feeling. If it doesn't make me feel good, I don't want to do it. Everything in this life has to offer me is not comparable to the love of God. My lips glorify you and I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. David's not in a comfy place right now. <laughs> He's on the run. He's not in the palace anymore. He's not in his kingdom anymore. He's out in the desert. And he chooses to praise God and lift his hands and surrender to him. Now, if you've never, uh, we're, we're a, we're an open church. We're a family church. Uh, we, we love one another. If you want to raise your hands in worship, awesome, go for it. If you're not comfortable raising your hands in worship, awesome, go for it. 
We don't care. We don't judge people here. Either way, doesn't matter. I will say, though, because someone had to encourage me once, if you've never tried lifting your hands in worship, you should try it sometime. No pressure. You don't have to. Not telling you what to do. But when you surrender to God in worship, when you lift your hands, it is something else. Because you're physically giving glory to God. If you're not comfortable, I get it. That's totally fine. But I just encourage you to try it sometime. That's just a little extra. David is not in a comfy place right now, and he's declaring that he will worship God, give him glory and honor in this moment. He says, I will be satisfied with singing lips and praising you. And I love this. On, on my bed, I remember you and think of you through the watches of the night. Remember, David's not in the palace. He's, he's in the desert. He's camping at this point, okay, with his buddies who came with him. But he's being pursued by his son who wants to kill him. He's not, he can't take the whole night off. So David and his men are probably taking turns uh, during the night to watch for danger. Remember, they're in the desert. Night itself is probably dangerous out there, let alone he's got his son and his men coming to try and kill him. The wilderness itself is dangerous. They have to stay up and keep watch. They needed to go to that DPP class with the young at heart. Shameless plug. <laughs> David is constantly seeking God, even in the night watches. And he says, you are my help. Thank you, God, that we can turn to you for help. <laughs> Especially when we are in trouble. David sang worship to God while, while God protect, protected David in the shadow of his wing. And while God upheld David in the palm of his hand. So David chose to continue to worship and trust God despite the trouble he was in. Why? Why would David choose to worship and trust God despite the trouble that he is in? Because he'd seen God do it before, and he knew that God could protect him and deliver him again. Some of you might think, well, Pastor Daniel, I don't, I don't know God, or I, I haven't been a believer for very long, and so I've never seen God do those things, so how can I be like David and, and know that he'll do them again? Okay, well, first of all, why not start today? Start today so that someday you can look back and have personal stories of God and his protection, God and his provision, his faithfulness, his love. You know, I love hearing testimonies um, from anyone about God doing a miracle in their life. When we talk about testimonies, a lot of us, and myself included sometimes, we forget, but we think someone's testimony is just, just their story of salvation and how they came to Jesus Christ. And I love hearing those stories too, but I love hearing testimonies about financial breakthrough. We didn't know how we were going to afford groceries this week, and God provided. I love hearing those kinds of testimonies, testimonies of his protection testimonies about his love. We should tell those all day long. <laughs> Secondly, you have access to stories of God's goodness and faithfulness right at your fingertips. Scripture is full of stories of, of God and his faithfulness and love. 
If you don't know where to start, I remember when I was about seven or eight years old and given my first, you know, full-size Bible and went, whoa, <laughs> that's a big book. And people are always skipping around in it, you know. I just read from Joshua and Psalms. Where are those? Those aren't at the beginning. Why don't we start at the beginning and just read? So I started reading in Genesis, and you probably lost me somewhere around Leviticus, because if you've ever tried that, that's, that's a tough book. I'm just going to say it like it is. <clears throat> a lot of rules and regulations. It's hard to read, especially for an eight-year-old. <laughs> but uh, I would recommend, if you're looking for somewhere to start, I would recommend one of the Gospels. Just read about Jesus. Start there. Don't end there. Start there. But read about Jesus. Pick a Gospel. There's four of them. Pick any one you want. I said in the first service, why not Mark? For those of you who don't know, Mark stepped in last minute to play bass this morning, so I'm just trying to give him kudos. <laughs> but in all seriousness, if you don't know which one to pick, Mark is a great gospel. You should start there. It's his favorite. Wonder why. <laughs> Probably the most famous verse in the Bible is John 3.16. A lot of you might know it. But it doesn't say, what does it say? For God so loved the faithful and only those who truly did enough good works to get to heaven, those are the ones he loved? No. What does it say? It says that God loved the whole world. Are you an alien? First service, one of my daughters goes, no. <laughs> All the way from the back. <laughs> then God loves you. Enough that he's willing to send his son into this world as a sacrifice for your salvation. He loves the whole world. So David makes a choice that even in the worst of circumstances, he can choose to trust and worship God. And I love that scripture shows us imperfect people like King David being faithful. You know, some read that story and think, I can't really relate to him. I've never been a king. You know, I've never had that kind of power like a king does. I've never lived in a lavish palace like he did, and I've never had riches. So David's, you know, he's not really relatable. And I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's a good point. Um, but I've also never spent the night in the desert on the run from a guy trying to kill me. So there's that. There was a French monk by the name of Brother Lawrence who lived in the 1600s. There's a book about him and his experiences of God and really his experiences with God. It's called The, uh, the Practice and the Presence of God. The author wrote this about Brother Lawrence. He's talking about Brother Lawrence. He says, The same was true of his work in the kitchen to which he had a natural aversion Anybody natural aversion to kitchen duty? Brother Lawrence proceeded to do everything there for the love of God. He praying continually for God's grace to do his work well. In this manner, he had found everything easy during the 15 years that he had been employed there. He was very pleased with the position he was now in, but he was, he was as ready to leave this job if it came to that. He always enjoyed himself, no matter what he was doing, because he did everything, even the smallest thing, for the love of God. 
I want to read that last sentence one more time. He says, he always enjoyed himself, always enjoyed himself, no matter what he was doing. Kitchen duty? No matter what he was doing, because he did everything, even the smallest thing, for the love of God. Wow. He enjoyed himself no matter what. Can you imagine? Can you imagine never being bored? Never being bored. Can you imagine never that feeling of, ugh, I have to do my chores today. Oh, why? Chores are the worst, aren't they? But joy. Instead of that, he has joy. Chores aren't always fun. But they are better when you're with someone, are they not? I was, uh, I was out, I was shoveling my driveway earlier this week because this weird white stuff kept falling from the sky three feet deep. <sighs> Shoveled it a couple times. I was out shoveling my driveway, and right as I was finishing up my driveway, I look over and um, I see Malachi. If you don't know Malachi, he's in the youth group. Sometimes he's up here playing bass. It's pretty awesome. He's actually not feeling well today. That's why Mark stepped in. Thank you, Mark. Malachi, we're praying for you, buddy. Hope you feel better soon. But I look over and I see him. He lives a few doors down from me. Poor guy. <clears throat> and he's just coming out to start shoveling his driveway. And I said, so I went over and I started, uh, started to help him. Time passes pretty slow when you're doing chores, doesn't it? Really slow. But what's the saying? Time flies when you're having fun? No, just a 90s kid thing. That... <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun, talking to someone, having fellowship. And you can do exactly that with God all the time. All the time. Brother Lawrence had joy in everything that he did, even kitchen duty. When I was working in a kitchen at a summer camp, uh, a pastor came and told us this, this exact story about Brother Lawrence. It's the first time I'd heard the story about Brother Lawrence. And he told us this not because we were complaining about doing the dishes, but because we were having fun. We had fun doing the dishes. We were laughing, we were talking, we were joking, we were listening to uh, audio adrenaline and supertones bumping the Christian rock. Any audio A fans out there? Some of you don't know who I'm talking about. They're not, I don't think they're a band anymore. If you're tired of the sugary coated bubblegum pop that's on the radio, nothing against it. I like pop music sometimes. But if you're looking for more like Christian rock and roll, uh, yeah, audio adrenaline will hook you up. <laughs> we're blasting that, we're talking and laughing, all while we're doing the dishes. Anyone like doing the dishes? Don't lie, you're in church. See a few hands go up and talk to you later. <clears throat> I, I like doing the dishes now. It's true, even at home alone. Um, but we all love doing the dishes even more uh, after hearing that story because doing the dishes now meant that we, had, we knew we had an opportunity uh, to, to be with God through prayer and worship. You know, remember, we're listening to Christian bands or, or through fellowship with one another. Brother Lawrence enjoyed doing anything. Why? Because he was doing it for the love of God. Nothing could stop him from praying silently while he worked. And so he did just that. 
I don't think there were radios in the 1600s, and I know Audio Adrenaline wasn't a band then, so bummer for him. Now, depending on where you work, I don't want you getting in trouble for blasting the radio. If you're not allowed to uh, listen to the radio, don't take this advice. I don't want it coming back on me. You can't come next week and say, you told me to blast Christian radio at my work. No, I did not. If you can, without getting in trouble, <laughs> I would encourage you to blast it. Whether that's the radio and the, the bubblegum pop, as I like to call it, or if you go uh, download an a older Christian rock band off the iTunes or what have you. <laughs> Spotify. More sponsorship money. Because perhaps there's no other believers uh, to fellowship with at your work. But if you can turn on the radio, who knows? Maybe a coworker will start asking you questions and you can strike up a conversation about God. Or maybe you might find out that you aren't the only believer. A coworker might come and say, I love that band. I love the Supertones. Christian ska? Yes, please. More of that. If you know me for five minutes, I listen to pretty much every genre of music, so <laughs> I'll hook you up. But it's up to you, though. It's up to you. You have a choice. Everybody say choice. You have a choice. Are you going to serve the old gods and the world and your own personal desires or the Lord? It's up to you. It's your choice. In closing, I want to share a verse from the book of Colossians. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this in, in chapter 3, uh, starting at verse 16. He said, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. He says, Dwell among you richly. You know, many have the Word of God, but it doesn't dwell deep within them. A lot of people have heard the gospel. They know the good news of Jesus Christ, but it's not the driving force in their lives. We as believers can live our lives much easier when we are full of Scripture and of grace. And I just want to touch on, Paul mentions here, uh, psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. So three, three different things here. Psalms are literally that. They're psalms. There's a book in the Bible called Psalms. If you have a Bible and you open it right in the middle, most likely you're going to hit it or you're going to be really close. It's a big book and it's just songs. Uh, psalms are songs, songs to God. King David actually wrote a lot of them. So not all of them, but most of them. Hymns are other songs of praise. So not necessarily pure, straight up scripture uh, like the Psalms, but they are songs of praise to God. And a lot of people think hymn, you hear the word hymn, what's the first thing that comes to mind? It might be uh, Amazing Grace. I say hymns and that always seems to pop up. I love that song, Amazing Grace. But there's no actual requirement by definition for a hymn to be something old. Hymns are simply praise, songs that praise God. The song, Jesus sang hymns with his disciples. The songs we just sang today are hymns uh, by definition because they praise God. 
They don't have to be old to be a hymn. And then there's spiritual songs, which to me is just really the opposite of secular songs or non-Christian songs. Spiritual songs are songs sung under the impulse of the Holy Spirit. Or I know a lot of people use the term free worship uh, nowadays. Free worship, if you don't know what free worship is, free worship, uh, we've, we've done it once or twice here. If, if there's a maybe an instrumental break between like a verse and a, and a bridge or something, and, uh, sometimes we just start singing what's on our hearts. We're singing through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it is just groans <laughs> that words cannot express. Like it says in, in Romans, that, that sometimes you're just singing, oh, Because the Holy Spirit is in you. All three types are said by Paul to be used to encourage one another. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It's pretty awesome that God lets us worship in different ways. Amen? And then verse 17, he says, Whatever you do, everything that you do, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Whatever you do, everything that you do, whether you're running a large company or you're doing the dishes, whether you're the top nuclear engineer at INL or a cashier at Walmart, whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus give thanks to God. But it's your choice, church. It's your choice. Are you going to serve lesser gods and lesser things? Or are you going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and choose to give thanks to God? It's completely up to you. We're going to sing that song again, I Choose to Worship sang it earlier and so hopefully if you'd never heard it before um, it's starting to stick in your head but also in your heart because with repetition comes memorization but I love the line that when the enemy says I'm done anybody been there enemies bringing you down you can't do that you're not good enough you don't need to go to church you're never going to make it anyway when the enemy says I'm done I lift my praises. And when the world comes crashing down, I lift my praises high. Because I will praise you through the fire. And I will praise you through the storm. And through the flood. Because there is nothing that could ever steal my soul. Worship is a choice. We can choose to participate in God's plan for our lives. Or we can choose not to. Whatever the choice, whatever the choice you make, though, you may think you're in control, but some things never change. You can choose to not worship God. You can choose to not follow Him. And you can choose to not step into His plan for your life. That's your choice. I'd encourage you to rethink that. But whether you do or not doesn't matter. Few things remain the same. God is holy that doesn't change. No matter what you choose, it doesn't change. God is holy. God is right. God is just. And God is love. 
These things will never change, church. Whether you choose to follow him or not, he is holy, he is right, he is just, and he is love. So let's choose to worship God. Here and now, in this moment, let let this worship be a catalyst of worshiping God throughout the week, both in song and in deed, in everything that we do. Let us choose to worship. Thank you.